before this, before you leave this place, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know what you're going to tell me. Nikki, Jesus loves you. Now, the, one of the reasons that, that I wrote this book is because in this book, you have so many testimonies. And um, testimonies that are life transforming, like the ones you heard just but now. It was my problem. There was a big hole in my life and I couldn't fill it. If there's worry, there's no place for faith. Faith is driven out by worry. But worry is driven yes, out God by faith. Move things along. He'll move things along. He'll move you from the background to the forefront. He'll move you from the outside to the inside. He'll move you along. Tell somebody say he'll move I've you been along. Detected. I've been directed. I've been corrected. I've kept God in my life and has kept me humble. Go into the whole world and proclaim this message. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Shall make you free. Um, so welcome to Testimonies of uh, Truth. Um, Tim, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. It's really cool to be speaking to you. It's my pleasure. Um, Thanks, Peter. How are you going today? I'm doing pretty well. Just having my second coffee, so I'm doing Beautiful. Mm-hmm. On the second coffee, you must mm-hmm. be doing good. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're here to chat about, uh, I guess, your experience as a principal mm-hmm. and a little bit about your own journey as a Christian as well and how those, those sure. two might correlate and, I guess, um, interconnect. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know that your your role is really important and your influence, I guess, as the principal of, of Donvale Christian College. Can you take us back to where this all began and tell us about how you came to faith and what your faith journey was like um, before you stepped into this role? Of course, no problem at all. Um, so you're asking someone who's well into their fourth decade of being a Christian. So right. going back to the point of conversion takes me back to 1979. Mm. That's a long, long time ago. It is. And many of your listeners would not have even been a moment in time. Very true. Um, so I was 14 and uh, was sitting, I grew up in a Christian family, but I had this nagging sense of I'm not entirely sure I get what this is all about. Mm. I went to church, you know, part of the Sunday programs and youth programs and so on. But um, Billy Graham was coming to town. Oh, no way. Yeah. He he was coming to town. And if we step it back two crusades before, my grandfather Mm. was one of the businessmen who brought him out first time. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so Billy was a Billy in our household. And uh, we were having this conversation about Billy is coming. And my nana, who um, was going to be, was working out how to be connected in with the, with the crusade. In, and I was living in Sydney in those days. And Dad was, um, had been part of uh, that, that whole kind of conversation for those yeah, 20 odd years. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Dad, Dad and I just said to Dad, look, what's the big deal? And actually, my father stepped me through what the gospel what actually was mm. and what it what the call on my life was mm. and in the end he did that thing that you dream of might happen in in a in a single conversation he said is that something that you'd like to accept mm. and actually after sunday lunch at the dining table everyone's doing stuff around the house i prayed that prayer Oh, wow, cool. Yeah, <laughs> and it was before Billy came. Right. So yeah. I kind of roll up to crusade events with my friends and my school mm. and my youth group and everything. 
I've made the decision, <laughs> you know? And it was a significant event in my family's life. I'm the eldest of eight children. Mm-hmm. It was a significant event in terms of several of my siblings and their faith journeys. And then, um, yeah, you know, kind of step forward. There's that moment. So it was, it was pretty cool. And it, it was life-changing because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think, I think if I look at how God, you know, God has wired me... Um, there are lots of bits and pieces that, you know, um, about who I am as a person that needed a, a lot of edges knocked off and right. refining. And, mm-hmm. and so that moment of, re, you know, kind of knowing the, the redemption moment and then the, you know, the, the, the faith journey through was, you know, understanding how, what, what ambition means as a believer and how you, you don't, move into that ultra competitive space mm. you know that that you if you're gifted how you use those gifts to bring glory to god mm. not to compete against other people and to get ahead and all those sorts of things yet at the same time knowing that there'll be times when god blesses you into places where you can affect leadership you can have significant influence mm. and remembering that you know he equips you and provides you with the opportunity and that, yeah, you work hard, but you've got to give that, that glory back. And mm. so fourth decade of being a believer, I'm still learning all of that. Mm. I'm still having to take the time every day to kind of reflect back and go, oh, that could have been better. Mm. Oh, I need to apologise there. Oh, you know, I need, I need to get on my knees and ask for forgiveness. You know, those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, I, look, I, I kind of go, the, the journey is one of exhilaration and disappointment and I don't get you, God, what's going on and, mm. you know, all those kinds of moments. Yeah. Uh, if I come forward to now and kind of step, this is my first time I've been in a Christian school mm. as a teacher, right. let alone as a leader. Mm. And I was invited to be the, they call me the executive principal. And it's kind of a slight reworking of the principal role in this school because we've become really big, really fast. Right. And so we now seek to be two schools within a school, a primary and a secondary that mm-hmm. work very well together, but they have their own leadership and I'm, I run the leadership team mm-hmm. and do a lot of empowering and enabling. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's pretty cool because it's actually saying these, all these people have gifts that God's given them that I don't have. So it's not... I, there's a whole lot of trust I've got to place into those relationships yeah. as we seek to bring glory to him in this school whilst in the day-to-day, you know, walk, walking our own faith journeys. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm. So can you tell us how, um, I guess, how did you get from uh, that moment when you were 14 mm. and mm-hmm. you made that decision, I guess, to come to faith mm. Um, mm. to where you are now as the executive principal? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I guess were you inspired to be a principal, yeah. or can you talk about? Yeah, I'm, I'm one kind of, of the more unwilling principals. Right. Like it's not, it's not, it was not an aspiration in my career mm. as much as it was a discerning where God is taking me. How do I exercise leadership well mm. and next? So I'll often talk to people who um, I'm, I'm working with about what's the next thing. So we're talking about the here and now, but also mm-hmm. what is God preparing you for? Yeah. And so when I made it, when I was converted, when I became a Christian, um, it did rewire the way I looked at the world. Now I was uh, a pretty good soccer player 
and had lots of opportunity to excel as a sportsman. And actually at one point was um, training and playing with one of the National Soccer League clubs. Awesome. The one that um, around about those times in the mid 80s was, um, had, were national champions and their coach was actually the national coach. So Frank Arrock was the national coach and he was our club coach. So I kind of aspired to be a professional sportsman. Um, I got paid the princely sum of $2 for my first appearance, <laughs> which moved, meant I could never go to the Olympics because in those days you had to be amateur to go to the Olympics. <laughs> so, but no, but I mean, seriously, I was at university at that stage and um, it was quite clear that uh, God was taking me in another direction. That, you know, the sport and the passion and all that sort of stuff um, was something I needed to know how to use well. But increasingly, I was ha- I was being quite I was become quite passionate about working with people, working in a par- pastoral um, setting. Mm-hmm. And I had thought that was going to be medicine, but that didn't happen. And then very clearly, uh, I had a strong sense that that was not where God wanted me, and that actually schools were. Were a, um, were a place where I could exercise gifts well. And so I kind of tooled up with the degree and the, all those sorts of things and spent a lot of time in the company of people I trusted, showing me what's good teaching practice, what's good pastoral care, what's all those sorts of things. So I was involved in youth pastoring as a university student before I started in school and continued for a little bit mm-hmm. there camps, ministry, all kinds of things where I got all those opportunities casually mm. and then went, went into teaching before I had a teaching qualification. So I had a science degree, but mm. I got my teaching qualifications on the run, as you could in New South Wales right. in those days because they were shorter teachers. Sure, yeah. Mm. Mm. Initially, actually, didn't get opportunities to exercise leadership in a formal sense. Missed out a couple of times. Mm. Uh, and, I, you know, I'd had the principal that I was working at the school with and others say, oh, you'd, you'd, be, a great, you'd be a great headmaster one day. Mm. And yet these things were not happening. Mm. Others, same age, same stage, were moving on. And it was actually really important because that was part of that, as I was talking about earlier, that rewiring of the ambition thing mm. in me shifted out of this is all about me to this is actually all about God mm. and yeah. and what what that means is partly about letting go my plan mm. and allowing his plan to unfold right how hard was it to let go of that I guess self plan to focus yeah, on what God wanted yeah. you to do there wasn't a moment mm. so there wasn't a aha oh that's the problem as much as it was you know Chris my wife is a magnificent influence in terms of the Christian walk. Mm. Um, so, so to a, a number of my family members, and it's all and as a, as was my boss in those days, you know. And it was all about having the conversations that kind of help to understand what God might be still doing to get me ready. Mm. You know, my best mate um, lives in Malawi now. He's a missionary there. And he and I had a conversation around in those days. He probably doesn't even remember it. I asked him some questions and he gave some very honest feedback that was deeply seated in, I want my brother to be closer to God. Mm. 
and that that was important you know so those those pastors those friends those family whom you can who know you best mm. whom you can trust to be part of that yeah. you know I actually thought I was going to Bible college at one point mm. and my pastor at the time saying I can't believe I'm saying this to you Tim but I really feel a sense that God wants you to stay in school mm. wants you to stay doing what you're doing because your leadership's going to be best exercised in not in church in parish in ministry in mm. that kind of setting yeah yeah mm. so it's a whole combination of things yeah just mm. I guess a number of different factors as you mentioned that God yeah. um, used mm. and the experiences that he gave you to help mm. prepare you for where you mm. are now mm. um, which mm. is really fascinating the way that mm. God does that in, yeah. in our lives yeah because I mean I stepped from nothing mm. to a senior pastoral role in the school I was in mm. to being a deputy of a school yeah and then a principal mm. and you know that's that was my first principalship not this one but those were ch- big chunk steps, mm. you know, and they happened, um, you know, well, you know, at one level, and this is not being spiritual or anything, but it, I, I certainly, I, I'm not sure I equipped myself all that well in the process of being selected. Right. Yet there was a moment, it was clearly that God wanted to place me, you know, the placing me there was important, it was part of God's plan, mm. the growth that I was going to experience and the, and the, and the opportunity that the community had in terms of what, where, where it was going to go under my leadership was an important part of what mm. that was about. Some of it you only work out as you're reflecting and praying on it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so mm. what, um, I guess as you reflect back on all the experiences that you've had so far as a principal, mm. um, what have been some of the highlights and the, the best memories, I guess, that you have? Yeah, every, every one of the highlights I have is around the transformation in, of kids' lives. Mm. You know, the where there's no hope, there is then hope. Mm. Where there is a chance for a significant shift in a group of students in the way they're approaching their, you know, their, their childhood, their teenage years, mm. in terms of, you know, it's a cultural change. Yeah. The, these are the things that I love to see mm. um, because, um, you know, I, the... Matthew 5, 9, you know, blessed are the peacemakers, mm. you know, uh, it's, a, it's a little bit of a, a, a mantra for me. Okay. You know, it's not, it's not uh, something that I speak a lot about, but this notion that we're, you know, um, God's shalom, you know, that, that peace mm. that we have um, in relationship with him. Uh, that that's that's to get to that point is an active process you know it's not about peacekeeping and pressing it all down but it's actually about having the dynamic conversations and reflections and refinements Mm. that go on by being in community and getting to a point where you understand each other deeply you understand uh, how you're wired it deeply and you're able to be in that kind of peace place with one another, celebrating your differences, celebrating your similarities, mm. and, a, and, a, and a, a sense of shared direction. That they're the moments in, in schools, you know. So I, I had the blessing of being uh, in in the company of a lot of boys and girls over over my teaching journey, which is 30, 31 years now. Mm. It's a long time. Where they, through the course of 
times that I've spent with them and I, they've gone on to be amazing mm. in the way they've used their gifts and they've influenced the places they're at. Mm. You know, the last week I got a magazine from the university that I studied at, from the school I, was, I did chemistry as one of my majors yeah. and got the, the magazine from there. And right in the middle of it is an article about a girl I taught. She finished seven years ago. Right. I taught um, when I was at PLC, and she has taken all of the time that she was in Australia at PLC, and I taught her for two years in chemistry. And in spite of my teaching, she became one of the best six chemists in the country. She mm. represented Australia in chemistry in awesome. year 12, you know, yeah. at the international olympiad and you go oh, yeah. that's that if i was able to guide her to a point where she was able to be you use her gifts that well mm-hmm. you step it forward and it took it two just over two years to get her first her degree and then another nine months to do her honor the honors part of the degree so wow. she mm-hmm. she did her undergraduate really fast yeah. this month she's finished her phd and we're mm-hmm. talking this is the end of the seventh year she's been in a school yeah. and next in January she goes to Harvard to join a post-grade group mm. as a postdoc yeah. and she's going to work in nanochemistry which didn't exist when we were studying at school yeah. in the use of it in green environmental spaces mm. now I think these are all the little bits of kernels of interest she had and I kind of look at things like that and I go my role with her was to kind of keep setting hopeful possibilities ahead of her. Mm. Now, she was a young woman who had a deep understanding of... She came out of China. Mm. Dad sent her here because he believed she would not be able to do what she was gifted to do. Mm. She very comfortably um, moved in into a, a, a Christian worldview understanding. Mm. Now, God is good because I'm not entirely sure how that happened, mm. but we were very quickly... In, in that kind of conversation yeah. during her school school years, mm. and she she and I kind of touch in and out of conversation through text and mm. occasionally meeting each other if we happen to be in the same city. And she's a great girl, you know. Mm. But she's going to Boston, so I don't know that I'm going to see a lot of her. <laughs> and what are you? I guess it's related to the question asked. But what mm. what are you most uh, thankful for God for mm. as you reflect back on your mm-hmm. life and reflect yeah. back? on the yep. experience that you've had mm. as, as a principal? Mm. Mm. Um, that he works mir- miraculously every day in the lives of the people I'm around. I'm going to share a story with you. Go for it. Um, where, uh, and, and uh, I don't, I, I know both sides of the story, which is unique for me. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm involved in a local sporting club as a chaplain. Yeah. And... Uh, I'm aware that the president um, was close to a, the possibility of a fatal car accident. Mm. Right? And um, the circumstances before that accident were quite um, spectacular. A truck, a truck went across a median strip, careered across a ro- the opposite side of the road, into a fence, into a front yard of a, and stopped. No one was hit. No one was hurt. The fence was damaged. The pool was ruined. But the driver walked away. Yeah, yeah. So that's okay. one of those miracles you point out. Yeah. I know that. I know the. Pre- I know that he was watching it come at him, and then it stopped. 
Right. He was sitting at the traffic lights mm. waiting. He was on the news that night being yeah. interviewed as an eyewitness. Sure. Cha- Channel 9 News. Yeah. What I had become aware of in the next week is that we have a student in this school. I don't know the name of the student, mm. nor do I know the name of the parent, because they don't need to. But bless them, because I, I, was, I was kind of in the other space. Mm. I'm the chaplain of this club, and mm. just getting to know this president. There's a student in the school driving down that same road in the, where the truck went across, right? And, and the, the, the child, who's a primary age child, has a vision of the event that unfolded a week later. So it's a week earlier. Right. The truck, this accident, had a vision of the accident happening. Mm, sure, yeah. And told mum mm. as they're driving in the car. Yeah. And mum says... Let's pray for that. Mm. Let's com- let's give that to God, so wow. we do not have to worry about that. Yeah, I'll hand that over. That's around. awesome. Getting goosebumps. So, that's really good. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and so they did. Mm. And hand it over to God. In a sense, that's it. Mm. And then a week later, the report came. Yeah. And the answer to that prayer was abundantly clear. Mm. No, one was, no one was hurt. Yeah, and that's the most important thing. So, yeah. you know, yeah. and there's a there's a whole testimony there mm. for pretty much every single person in that hole. Yeah, you know, and mm. I just go, wow, this is, don't overthink that. Mm. That's that's got it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know. No, that's great, and it's yeah. it's really good how you had, um, as you're saying, both perspectives yeah. because you had the yeah. um, position of being a chaplain of the sporting club, yeah. but also principal here in association with the young yeah. person. So, yeah. Yeah. and then you join them both together, and you think it's you know it's got to be God's hand, it's oh, got to be a miracle. Absolutely. So, absolutely, no, that's awesome. Mm. It's definitely a highlight. That's that's great. Mm. Mm. Um, so now if we go to the, um, I guess, opposite end of the spectrum. Sure. What are the what are some of the the main challenges? Being mm. that you've encountered in your mm. role, mm. Mm. Um, I think the the biggest challenges are about the way in which you 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 you, you have clarity in your organ in your community. Mm. You know, um, if I look at this this job and I compare it with other jobs, the the the, the difference I have in this role is that I share community with. Uh, a group of people who are of faith, fundamentally are of faith. Mm. That's how we come together. So our enrolment um, includes the family's um, pastoral reference and a you know, kind of signal that they're active in their church community mm. and a conversation with me and a board member around that and what that looks like for them. Mm. You know, so there's an alignment coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... The big challenge is we have a bunch of presumptions then when we when we join together in community about yeah. what it's going to look like and how it's going to be delivered, you know, mm. school and education and relationships and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And the biggest challenge is when those expectations are different between school and family or between right. family and family. Yeah. And I guess just yeah. because it's a, a Christian thing doesn't mean that, you know, yeah. everyone's going to agree yeah. or everyone's on the same yeah, page right. because there's yeah. still diverse opinions within Christianity and within you know, what different churches do and stuff. Yeah. So. I mean, sadly, um, you know, the Christian church is characterised by a split upon split upon split. 
Mm. You know, mm. our our desire here is to work to the common ground all the time. Yeah. So we have. We're in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne, mm. you know, and for those listening to this podcast who don't know what that means, that means we're in the, the, the most Christian-saturated part of Melbourne, really, mm. you know, outside, you know, the close, the close to the CBD area. It's a lot of churches there are, in the east. We have 220 different church mm. parishes you right. know, mm. in this school. Mm. covering over 70 denominations. Mm. Now, I didn't know there were that many, but I did the count last year because the school board asked me to do that. Right. right? So, you know, we're, um, we're sort of... We, we're navigating a, a shared space of faith mm. with a whole lot of different perspectives. Our goal is that Christ is right at the heart of it. Mm. We know we're saved. Yeah. He is our Lord and Savior. The Bible is our source of truth. Mm. It's, God, it's God's Word revealed to mankind yeah 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 our desire as a as a group of christians together is to be god's community doing it best Mm. glorifying him you know the light on the hill kind of notion that people say oh you're ecumenical means you don't believe anything no 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 Mm. we we actually believe a whole lot yeah and we're going to be the best of that sure you know so around those core things that were immovable Mm. When we have conversations about other things, actually they're going to be they're going to be dialogue. Mm. I mean, seeking to understand, mm. so that we can work, we can be together rather than be divided. Yeah, you know. So can mm. I just ask, um, mm. in the midst of all of that, how yeah. do you guys uh, make sure that Christ remains centre? Yeah. Um, in the midst of the different uh, yeah. perspectives yeah. and opinions and all yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. So we track back there all the time. I guess we lean back into where... Okay, so if we're faith, we need to be in communion. Mm. You know, we need to we need to know that we are still joined by that. Mm. You know, the the way in what, what, what that looks like, we, we intentionally don't place ourselves above church. Like so we, we will say to people, We want you to we want you to lean back into your faith community mm. and how they frame Christ at work in your life. Mm. You know, so in a sense, ours is a partnership with families because that's we're providing education. We have that privilege. They've asked us to do that, mm. but we're not going to be the theological definers. Right. Yeah, so yeah. we go back to those two crises in the centre. Mm. We're going to use the Bible as our source of mm. absolute truth. Yeah. Around things that there are lots of differences. We're gonna we're gonna ask you to work back into your church space as you best can mm. to bring your parents up, yeah, bring your children up. Parents bring as you bring your children up. Yeah. Um, so it means that, yes, we will have a difference of opinion on, on some things. Mm. And that's how we navigate that. You know, so we have agreements around the way in which we want, we, we expect staff have to sign up to codes of conduct to be teachers. Yeah. You know, um, kids are come under um, uh, you know codes of code, behavioural codes and so on you know it's mm. school rules it's the old notion of school rules you know so we have a we have some expectations around how we'll relate to one another as adults if yeah. parents will relate to one another how they mm. engage with school we have where you know our our classic compliance documents of com- grievance and all those sorts of things they're all worked in crisis in the middle of those mm. you know it's not 
a state responsive uh, requirement, therefore it's got none of that. No, all of our documents have that. Mm. So you walk into a class, it's just as likely you're going to hear about the, st- the staff member's faith and then draw out the child's faith mm. in math, history, whatever, yeah. as it is in Christian studies. It's great. Because yeah. that's, that's the way our curriculum is designed. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's largely how our, rela- our conversations with, with each other mm. will go. You know, at some point, if we're intentional and we try to be, as often as we can, we'll bring it back to, isn't God good? Mm. Look what he's doing. Yeah. You know? Mm. And, yeah. That's good. So yeah. If you like that hopeful posture, get, get to that point where we're hopeful. Yeah. Um, mm. Because we've got, um, first and foremost, a, a strong understanding that we're in a relationship mm. um, with each other. Uh, largely based on the fact we're in relationship, relationship with our Creator. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I like as you're saying that um, you know Christ uh, seems to be interwoven into different aspects of the school. So whether it's mm. in you know mm. something that comes up in mass or in history, it's mm. still going to be an yeah. essential part yeah. of yeah. caring for that aspect of, of mm. each student. So mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, so I taught um, I taught a, an entire term of German, which is I'm, I'm a science teacher, but um, I speak German, so I had an opportunity when I first came to do some yeah. German teaching, and um, the number of times just as a co- in the course of the class, right. I had an opportunity yeah. to reflect on my understanding of faith and mm. my, and and what that meant for me. Yeah, in ways that. Here, the permission to do that was easy. Mm. It's 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 a it's a it's a soft expectation. It's not it's not you got to do it. You got to do it. But yeah, you'll do it. It's gonna happen, mm. and it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. And there's a lot of rich history, I guess. You know, in Germany mm. with the Reformation and oh, Martin yeah, Luther and yeah. that kind of stuff. Right? Oh yeah, but you know, we were doing clothes and right. colours and stuff like that, and it was actually. Fascinatingly, well, some of it was around uh, how you dress mm. and how you how you relate to people who may not be as well off as you. Like mm. these conversations that sort of, I'm convinced that if you look for the invitation in the conversation, it'll come. To so be sensitive to where the person you're meeting is at. You know, in a teacher class situation, you know, the invitation, the, kid, the, the kids will bring it to you mm. if you have that notion that there'll be an invitation yeah it comes Mm -hmm. you just gently walk into it if they want to take it further they will Mm. if they want to get back to whatever they will and there'll be another time sure yeah yeah um so tim what would you say is uh the most important thing about being a christian from what you've learned so Mm. far with everything you've experienced with your job and outside of that Mm -hmm. what would you say is the most important thing Mm. Uh, um humility that that's for me yeah that that sense of um (laughs) in spite of everything i I might be capable of doing god's if god's not in it it ain't gonna happen yeah and that seeking to know his will seeking to discern his leading seeking Mm. to be part of a community that wants to know how they serve him better Mm. requires that emptying of yourself that kind of I'm, I'm actually it's not about me mm. it should never be about me yeah and kind of you know my, my job here is actually to advocate for every other person in this community mm. in terms of their health and well-being their relationship with one another mm. the the way in which we as a school 
create messages about ourselves to each other and beyond. And it's all got to be about a humble mm. posture, you know, understand that, thank you, for, you know, that, that God has given us it all. Mm. You know, we, um, at, on the building here is Micah 6 8. Mm. You know, and humility and kindness. Mm. And, you know, that notion of being merciful and that God has called us to be that. Mm. You know, that's how we serve Him faithfully. Yeah. So, yeah, if there was one word, it would be humility. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm. How do you see principals and mm. teachers and the education department, I guess, in general, mm. as being a significant part of God's kingdom purposes? So for a school like ours, um, the, the permission we have because of who we, how we were set up and, 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 and who we are as a community means that there's a, there's a fundamental authority for us to put Christ right in the middle of it. Mm. Um, I reckon I've got a really easy job because my community gets that. Right. <laughs> No. Mm. Um, and I think uh, as a community we've got it easy because we get it primary and secondary school you've just stepped out of infancy and preschool you, you, you come to school and you leave and you're a young adult the formation type that goes on in those mm. times is absolutely massive yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? and what we will do with our preppies in their first three months what we'll do with our preppies in their last part of their first year mm. in, the, in the grade one it's, it's got to be age appropriate, mm. but it's always got to be about, you know, the image bearers of God. Mm. Um, we are, we're deeply honoured and privileged to be able to care for them and provide education for them. Mm. So, of course, we want them to know how God loves them, mm. why God, you know, all those things. Yeah. Um, how he's created them and has given them gifts and all those sorts of things to bring glory to him. Mm. Yeah. And so, it's a, for us, it's a thirteen-year process, mm. and people come and they go. And they, some of them stay the whole journey, yeah. join us, come, go, come back, you know, stuff like that. Mm. But the best model of education has Christ in the middle of it, because mm. it's a glue that sticks it all together. Because yeah. our our we're convicted that it's only through a personal relationship with Christ that you're transformed. Mm. You know, from being the image bearer to actually reflecting God's glory. Yeah. Broken though it might be, you have, you know. And so we enmesh that into our curriculum. Mm. You know, if I step outside here and think about other school environments and, public, you know, other private school environments or state school environments, like I say, I think we've got it easy here because we've got a, a fundamental understanding that Christ is actually that glue, mm. you know. Um, my, this is my first role in a in a Christian school, and in, many, in every other role I've been in, there's been I've shared faith with some people in the community, mm. but a large portion have not been haven't haven't shared my faith, mm. and so I would always pour the conviction I'm telling you about the education that we offer here into the way I would approach my job, mm. be it teaching or pastoring or being an administrator or whatever it was. Mm. But there's a because when it's complete, it's a it's far it's authentic if you like. Mm. It's easier to understand than if it's one person doing it 
alongside others who aren't, if that makes sense. Mm. So I don't know whether I've answered the question particularly. You have, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I like what you're saying about um, seeing each student as image bearers of God because mm. it's really taking God's perspective about people mm-hmm. and looking at it through God's lens yeah, as, um, as mm. image bearers, mm. as people who have been... Mm set apart for a purpose and a destiny and as you've mentioned being given particular gifts and God's got that unique plan for each student's life and they're not just a student they're very unique and very special in, in God's eyes so mm-hmm. I guess having that sense of value for each student um, is just so important as you mentioned Absolutely. so yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so there was a uh, one one piece of wisdom that you'd give to uh, your students, uh, what would that be? Mm-hmm. Um, if someone said, mm-hmm. you know, Tim, what's what's one thing that you'd like to say mm-hmm. of wisdom? What, what would that be? Yeah. So I'm going to make an assumption here. Sure. And that is that they they understand who they are before God. Mm. Okay. That's really good. That's really good. So yeah. that they are never surprised by what he has in store. Yeah. But that they actually understand in ever increasing amounts who mm. they are before God. So are you yeah. saying that um, I guess the most important thing for you is for them to have a good uh, grasp of their identity in, in God? Yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. That's really good because yeah. I guess that um, you know life is a journey and as you mentioned before it's mm. full of um, mm. good times but also disappointments mm. and, mm. and difficult times mm. but if we yeah. can remember in all of that who we are in God that we're still worthy we're still mm. loved we're still um, yeah. a chosen people and God yeah. forgives us when we do those things yeah. we shouldn't do or yeah. we make mistakes mm. um, it's mm. just so important and it helps us mm. I think to keep going on in life if we can yeah. remember that we're worthy mm. in God's eyes mm. nevertheless mm. Um, that, that's so good yeah. yeah that's really good so for people who are listening to this podcast mm. two girls just walked past right that you didn't see because you were talking to me right but they encapsulate what I'm talking about because mm. they're in year seven yeah. and they're young women mm. I met them two years ago just over two years ago yeah. and they were girls their sense of being women who are deeply loved by God mm. in both those girls cases yeah. is I know to be a fact yeah. you know and and it, that's the privilege that teachers have irrespective of who they are as people of faith or whatever mm. they actually have the privilege of w- walking with children mm. as they become teenagers and as they become young adults yeah and the great thing about being a person a Christian is that we know we have you know we're in relationship with God and to be with children who whose parents have that heart whose school has that heart Mm. and knowing that you have permission to to desire nothing more than they know who they are before God. Mm. That is awesome. Yeah, it's so good, mm. yeah. And particularly, I guess, considering the array of influences from mm. other places in terms mm. of, you know, what people put their worth in and where they get mm-hmm. their, their self-worth and esteem from, mm. whether it's uh, mm. what, what clothes you wear or mm. um, all kinds of stuff that, I guess, society mm. might pressure young people. Mm. But if they can get that from God alone, yeah, um, yeah it's just so important. In your own life and inclusive of your role as principal, what would you like to achieve for God's kingdom purposes in, in years to come? If you'd asked me three years ago, where would I be now? Mm. I couldn't have told you here because it wasn't on the radar. Yeah. Um, and if you'd asked me the question, what would I want to achieve? It would have been as simple as that in the places where I'd been, 
I'd have made an influence mm. that in some way I'd served God well and that people had wanted to get to know him better as a result of that. Mm. That's pro- I think that's, I, I believe that's still the case. Mm. Beyond that, I'm not entirely sure what. I, I, I've always felt that one has to hold things lightly when it comes to what God has in your, in, on your path mm. going forward. In terms of being uh, open to God about where he's yeah, well, calling us or what he, yeah, you know, what yeah. he might what's next, to do, what's yeah. next, you know. I mean, yeah. the, 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 your mortality never comes into, greater sh- you know, into sharper focus when you've got elderly parents who have health struggles, mm. as indeed, you know, my wife and I, you know, that, that, that's it, part of our life at the moment. Mm. And you realise that actually mm, there's this, the, the business of being in a relationship with God is first and foremost the thing that... Um, we, we need to get back to and, and how we serve him, how we answer the call, how we you know, step out in obedience and trust him to clean up your mess and you know, help, you know, the, to, to honour what, what it is you serve, but to know that actually he's, him being in the middle of it is more important than me being in the middle of it. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where I get to mm. in, in those. You know, so it's, it, I guess it's... It's in a sense stepping me out of what the achievement is, yeah. and, and that, we don't do that very well as humans. Mm. That's a continual refining thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. you know, wanting to be an influence uh, as a Christian is what I'm meant to do all the mm. time. But I think, mm. as mm. you mentioned, it's easier said than done because. Mm. Uh, where the life is just busy and it's hard mm. to be mm. in that mindset of being, mm. you know, being salt and light mm. in the world in any place where, yeah. where we go to. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a matter of not thinking mm. about it or you're concentrating no. on this thing and the yeah. other thing. So, yeah. Um, yeah. no, it is, is important. So. You know, I mean, 10 years ago, I would never have been able to tell you how I see God working through sport. Mm. And yet now I spend my discretionary time when I'm not involved with my church or my school community and, mm. and, um, and families kind of doing other things. Yep. I'll have conversations with people who are in leadership in sport. I'll be involved in my chaplaincy work. We should pray for Justin Langer, the Australian cricket coach. Mm. I had a conversation with him in May right. like this. And I said, I'm going to pray for you. And he went, mate, I need it. Thanks. Oh, That'd really? be great. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he'd given testimony to how he had seen first the chaplain step into his sphere of orbit yeah. and then how he has increasingly understood how God is part of his life. Right. You know? That's great. And, and I go, he is quietly getting about being consistent with the faith he has is slowly developing. Mm. You know? Um, he taught, he, he, yeah, he's, he's a remarkable individual. Mm. With a very difficult job, yeah. And when I when I said I'm going to pray for him, anyway, that'd be great. Mm. That was, you know, I, yeah, what an I, I think neither of us expected that. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. really good. Mm. Um, so I think that just about brings us to the end um, of our time today. But mm. before we do close, is there anything else that you'd like to say? All I would say is, in a sense, pick up what it is that I hope for the students that are in the schools that I'm in. Mm. To, to never be surprised with what God can have in store for you. Mm. Because yeah. we, we're in it for a long time. Mm. And the long time is not just the long time here, but it's for eternity. Yeah. Having an eternal perspective in the here and now kind of helps us to, mm. helps us to 
keep our eyes focused beyond our own circumstances and, and back into what God might have in store. Yeah. I continue to be amazed at the way in which God has worked in the life of me, you know, my life, in the life of people whom I love and mm. you know, in the communities I found myself in. Yeah. His kingdom here on earth um, has extraordinary potential to bless. Mm. Um, and uh, kind of that's my prayer that we'll actually realise that and do it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's good, yeah. And I like what you're saying about having that um, eternal perspective and mm. even from the point that what uh, schools like Donvale do is help prepare students for the rest of their lives, mm. but not just in education, also spiritually and mm. in community. And, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess it can be such a powerful influence to help them. Yeah. yeah. It's an honour. It's an absolute honour. Mm. Um, and, you know, the, the it, <laughs> I'm incredibly thankful that I don't have to do it in my own strength because mm. uh, I'd make a mess of it. Yeah. <laughs> Got people around me who can support and um, pray and you know discern with me, and mm. it's all part of yeah. doing, doing it as we're called to do it. All right. Well, thank cool. thank you so much for your time, um, Tim. On behalf of Testimonies of Truth, it's been really great to chat to you today. Yeah. Um, with that, thank, thank you so much. That brings us to an end of this episode. Uh, search and like Testimonies of Truth on Facebook or Twitter. And if you want to stay connected as well, you can email testimoniesoftruth.content at gmail.com.